This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <whistles> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Look out, takes, Almunia saves, knock out, follows in, Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Right, sir. Sorry, mate. Sorry for keeping you there so long. Right, you there? Yeah, Hello, yeah. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. What, what would you like to add into the wailing and general gnashing of teeth after that? I mean, what else would it be? <laughs> well, it's really deja vu, isn't it? Because we've been here so many times. We have indeed. And it's about, and it's been like this for the last five years since after the FA Cup final. And it really, my view is, it just stems from the top with Pozzo. He's invested in this team, and we can talk about players not trying, being passionate, and that. But we've seen it for so many times over the past five years, and I think. Until the culture at the top changes, we're not going to go anywhere. And we just got to get used to these performances that would have one good performance where we're really pleased, like Norwich. And then we get this shite tonight, like many other people, worrying about Sunday. One thing I will say, which was from the Supporters Trust statement, is that mm-hmm. Pozzo will not, it's still got no... No intent to talk, yeah. Talk. Yeah, he's happy to talk to Udinese in Italy. about, uh, but And that's really, really worrying. And I think... We just, fans just need to be more courageous about, talk, and I'm talking about like more of the podcasts and things like that, making, talking, making a bit more passionate about, talking about Pozzo out, be more, more questioning about him and being more braver, I think, because I, sometimes I don't see that. Well, fair enough. I mean, it's interesting not, because not, not for yourself, I think, perhaps. No, 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 no. I think, I think, I think, I think we try to be, we try to be as balanced and not just about what we individually think. I mean, you know, more, more, more than anything, because Justin, Carl, and I, we, we can't agree on anything in the best of times, anyway. Let alone everybody else. But you know, it, it was interesting because we talked about something to try to take the temperature of the people in the in the crowd and the 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 the, the silent majority, as it is other, as it had otherwise been called, and trying to show a. a you know, kind of a show of, of something potentially, even if it was a small measure. And it was really interesting because John Parslow, who was on earlier on, who, as we know, is insanely positive about about Watford. You know, I mean, his poor dog gets dragged around Shorleywood listening to more Watford podcasts than, than is really reasonable for the poor thing, right? He's insanely positive. And he was waving his white handkerchief, and as, were, as was I. Somebody videoed that 
and basically call like, what well, I can't even remember what the phrase was. What, what, even what what phrase you use? Somebody used about it, and I went on and said, actually, you need the backstory about this because this is why he's done it. This is who he is. He's not just somebody who's kind of you know negative about anything, and, and it, this is somebody who has had been gradually ebbed away. He's, he's, had, he's had his enthusiasm stomped to the point whereby that what he's asking is for this. It's not unreasonable. It's to have an understanding of where are we going? What is the plan? And we hear tonight about further stuff going on with, with finances. I've got no problem with people being creative with finances and bringing payment forward if there's a reasonable explanation. But the problem is with, with, with the pot soaps as well is that you've got Duxbury saying one thing in one interview and then no actions that actually bear that out. Are we are we bringing in this cash because we're not worried about the Pozzo money, but he now can't see us going up, so he's wanted to claim the cash in as early as possible to repay? We don't. We just don't know. Mm. We just don't know. And so I genuinely hope very much that the uh, that Steve at the uh, at the Watford Trust uh, at the Watford Sports Trust can can help get to the bottom of the uh, of this and uh, anything that that we and you guys as well can say in terms of your piece. And I appreciate some people will hear people saying pots those out and go fine it's what fans are thinking if you want to say something else this is a place for you to come and say it absolutely so ray i couldn't i couldn't agree with you more people should come on and say what they think and how they feel yeah and i think i think you are right i think at the with the home games in, in particular it, it still seems a majority pozzo in but i think if the result doesn't go very well on sunday which i hope it doesn't i still want Watford to win then that could change quite quickly i think yeah I mean, a fascinating. Uh, sorry, Edward, if you're listening, Edward Hayter just literally at this moment just pressed something on the. Oh yeah, Jason posted. Yeah, somebody called John a nonce, which wasn't needed. In fairness, I tweeted the guy, and he did actually reply, but then kind of deleted the Liam saying, "Sorry, I didn't know that." And uh, so I, I hope that's all done. But Edward Hayter just put on there. He said, "I kept a balanced view." but now 100% in the Pozzo outcome. Spent time recently reading the accounts. Appreciate maybe 50% of the information, but enough to know that they shit. Club up the Swanee Pozzo getting his dough out before it goes tits up, which is kind of... And I'm not saying that's what's happening, but I'm saying there is nothing definitive to say that that's not what's happening, and therefore clarity needs to come about it. And I applaud personally Steve Temple, who's only been in charge of the Watford Supporters Trust, I think, for about two or three months. I know he has spoken to a shed load of people to try and find out the concerns and try and take those forward. Are they going to go for as far forward as, as everybody would hope? Who knows? Who knows? We shall see. We shall see. Just, just one more thing. is People say, be careful what you wish for, but... That's so that's so easy to say because you never know with any right. I'm going to jump in there, mate. I'm going to jump in there because, mm. uh, and I agree. People did say, "Be careful what you wish for." But what has happened is that so many people, it's almost a bit like Project Fear. You know, yes. it's, it's been it's been now used so many times by the other side, saying, "Yeah, oh, be be careful what you wish for." It can't be said without a level of of of, of irony being attached to it anymore. I, I don't. I think people appreciate the fact that. You know, if if the potsos went, there would be somebody else who would be coming in, and no no mystery to We're not talking about you, sir. Um, it's a question of it. it, it we're not going to go back to Lawrence Bassini. We're not necessarily going to go back to a Jack Petchy. But the question is, is what is quest, the question is literally there? What is the way forward? Because just to say everything commercially is really fine, 
great. The team's in the shithouse. What are you going to do about that? Um, you know, w- we keep changing managers left, right and centre and the problems are still manifest. The symptoms are still the same. We may have a good uh, a good performance and then we will have one or in this uh, in this current pattern, two dire performances. I agree with everybody who's saying Slavon Bilic may could well be the answer in terms of what we need in the management dugout because he's got experience. He's got some pedigree, but he's still got fundamentally the same problems and the same players that were getting the previous managers in, in into into all sorts of things. Right, thank you very much indeed, sir. So anybody who wants to say positive, you can come on. Anybody who wants to say positive, you can come on. This is about just sharing what everyone is feeling. What I don't want here is anybody to be offended by the fact that, you know, surprise, surprise, some people have opinions that don't reflect their own like for like. That's what this is about. You can come on and say, say whatever you like. I'm going to go to Wendover Horn and see whether or not he's got any closer to Aylesbury. Greg, are you there, sir? Hello, mate. Greg, Hello, mate. Can, are you there? You, Hello, mate. Can you, yeah, I'm on the Wendover. We've got you. I'm on the uh, on, Wendover train. I'm not going Sunday. I can't face seeing those bastards beating us. It will upset me far, far too much. I'm not going. They were embarrassing tonight. No bottle, no commitment. I was right by the loser situation. He's going to be out for some time. That looked naughty. Uh, but this lot, this lot. I've had it with them. I have had it with them. No desire, no effort, no application. One thing I would say, we knew what was coming at Millwall. Why didn't we put our six foot six goalkeeper on the pitch? We knew loads of balls were going to come into the box. We've got Dracula in goal. You don't like crosses, haven't we? Um, absolutely awful. Uh, McDonald's man, I have eaten lots and lots and lots of Big Macs, as, as my <laughs> as my belly will tell. I've invested in your business. Please come and invest in mine. Thank you. <laughs> That's, I, that's brilliant. I, I have to say, if if that was if that was him eating a happy meal, I think the word happy has been removed. Uh, Steve, just ignore all <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm quite happy for everybody else to implore it, but it really doesn't mean anything. You can't you can't force the man to come on and do that sort of thing. Honestly, honestly, right? Uh, we, we've still got some people to get through. Sorry, guys. Sorry to be uh, be keeping you all there. Uh, waiting. Oh, I'm going to go to Harley now, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. He's got the words in his bio of Cathcart Appreciator, and I like that because I still like great Cathcart. Harley. Yeah. Hi, guys. Hello, mate. Hello. Oh, go on. What, what do you What do you want to add into the into the melting pot of this evening's fun? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm not going to echo what uh, everyone else has come on here and said, and the doom and gloom of tonight, which was obviously terrible, and what to, what happened tonight. I mean, everyone said it was fucking terrible. But right. I want to look at the reaction for Luton on Sunday. And if I look at that 18-man squad tonight, I really couldn't tell you a single player that is going to look at that performance from tonight and say, right, we've got Luton on Sunday. Luton are our biggest rivals. We've not played them with fans in 15 years. Who who in that squad is going to turn around and take responsibility and, and get the players riled up? I mean, we clearly missed Craig Cathcart tonight. I think I really think that he's one of our most underrated players and his fitness and his ability this season will just as loser, just as with loser, will reflect how our season goes. But who of our squad is gonna gonna take 
take the take the leadership role and and pull the squad together and say, look, boys, we've got a massive game Sunday, not only for the for the playoff fight, for the promotion fight, but for the good of the for the good of the club, for the fans, for for everyone involved. We need to show up on Sunday. We need to seriously, seriously turn it on and turn it on to a much higher extent than we did tonight. And I just don't see that happening. I can't see a single leader in that squad. I can't see anyone who knows the fabric, knows the fabric of the club, knows the club's morals, knows knows what we need in a time like this and is going to walk into that dressing room and say and shake things up and get the boys ready for Sunday because in a what's a three, four day turnaround, they need some they need a serious kick up the backside after that performance. Call of the night. Call of the night. Well said, mate. Absolutely well said. Cheers, guys. I mean Mate, well, well, no, well said, and and I appreciate entirely anybody who appreciates Craig Cathcart first and foremost. But, but, absolutely right. If you had John Eustace in that dressing room, he would be going off on one, and I'm sure Slavin Bilic is, and I'm sure that's one of the reasons why he probably wants Julian Dix in there, so that you've got somebody who's got you know a certain level of incendiary about them to kind of let them know exactly what there is. Last week. Keith Eddy passed, who, yes, you know, was, uh, you know, who we gave the minutes applause to, who by all accounts was described as having a, what was it, a, 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 a Rolls Royce brain, but with a kind of a Morris Minor chassis or something like that, you know, but he gave of absolutely his best, to quote Graham Taylor. We, we've we've had some fine captains, we've had some fine leaders at the club, and this lot do just feel so, so listless, so just, so thin and they, they they just they just bend in the lightest wind it really is quite uh quite despicable uh right let's just have a couple of uh, uh five word uh reviews in terms of this pete said he was going to bed but that was ages ago can't blame him for that mikey abraham said shit match tits are freezing don't even know what that is but we'll come on to it oh i see yes there we go that's uh he did say see you earlier tweet for comments for context i'm not about context mikey you know that uh mikey says anyone want a wigan ticket um brian edwards <laughs> fucking boo we're fucked um carl said on the tube home and then used a naughty word that we'd have to bleep brian edwards said kalu was our best player he did come on and he Fucking well tried. He really did. Don't you my French? Brian Edwards. Brian, you just do so many five-word reviews. I, I think we should charge him for therapy. This is excellent stuff. Never liked the premiership anyway. And head coach's fault yet again. <laughs> Matt Walchert says, be afraid, Luton. Very afraid. I think he's talking about uh, talking to us. The excellent queen of five-word reviews. Natasha Wright says, humiliating smackdown. Fearful for Sunday. Yeah, there's a there's definitely, hello, Walt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you Hope you're enjoying it at least. Lightfoot Fairbanks, as always says, League One feels a possibility. As always, make some some valid points there. Ella Rose said, "Waste of my in money." You're not wrong. Chris Bone missed it, but still shite. No, that's that's pretty accurate. Yeah, no, dreadful. Oh, Ben Ben Matthews, Millwall and Luton have the same work ethic. We're fucked on Sunday. Yeah, Marco Silva's got more backbone. Yeah, thank you. Oh, that was that was Gary. We were trying to get on earlier on. Laws, I'm going to edit some of yours. No, I can't even say any of those. That's fine. That's quite reasonable. Dave Lavender, as always, economy as it needs. He just says gutless times five. Dave, Dave makes his five-word reviews, but in a, in a way that is always so economical. Hemel, sir, Hemel, hit your hit your mic button. Let's have this. Let's get let's get all of our uh, let's vent all of our fury. Did we, were you there with Carl today, or did you watch yeah, it? On TV? Yeah, unfortunately, yes, I was. Oh, so how how yeah. was the mood in the away end? Um, like, like I need to ask. Yeah, I would say depleted. <laughs> it 
would be that. Um, yeah, it was, it was an awful performance. I, I think what that was, but not a team, it was just a bunch of individuals. Um, literally did not string a pass together. They weren't even on the same wavelength. It was, it was honestly the most depressing thing to watch on a Wednesday night I've ever seen. It's, it was really bad. But um, yeah, as, as mentioned, um, we've got to really pick it up for for Sunday because that is a massive game and we don't want them to have, you know, one up on us. Uh, we've got to really, you know, put some kind of fight together. Um, and yeah, obviously, I know what's going to happen is, you know, if if they score an early goal, it's going to turn and they could be scoring three, four if, if we're not careful. So, got to really get behind them, um, behind the lads and um, make sure that we get the result, even if it's a 1-0 scrappy. Yeah, I'm, honestly, we need to do it. <laughs> I, I, I think what everybody wants from Sunday is respectability. Yeah. Be, because because the alternative is there that, you know, we can see that up, up the road there, they've, they've got themselves motoring and, and fair play to them. And I know, appreciate that's probably going to have people sucking air over, through their teeth. But they've had, if if you actually think about it for a minute, they were down in the conference and have pulled themselves back up. And here they are. And we are, we, we have had an absolute gluttony of riches for six seasons in the Premiership. And I appreciate the Premiership is just a bigger bucket with a bigger hole in monetary wise. It doesn't mean that you're going to have anything there to spend. And I yeah. appreciate we do have, and you know, the, the, the point earlier on, we do have a better stadium, um, you know, than we had when the, when the Pozzos came in. Um, and we do have a lot of things have improved from an infrastructure point of view, but, but on, on the pitch, uh, you know, we, we've said before the the Potso's way has always been to bring in a head coach, and yes, they know that we know that they treat that with a revolving door. But what they've always said is they will bring in a squad as a project that is fit for the season. And this year, I'm sorry, but it they simply haven't. We had two fit centre backs, and I appreciate this also comes down to injuries and to into these uh, other variables. But we had. We had a, a, a midfielder playing right back because one of our right backs that we were going to sell, then we weren't going to sell, and he was going to be the solution to the right wing back problem. And now we've gone to a four. You know, we basically rather than give the the manager who wanted a a right wing back, we've now gone to a manager who doesn't need a right wing back because he'll play the different formation. We've actually recruited a manager to play the sh- kind of players that we've sort of got when they're not injured. We've got we we, we are just so much less than the sum of where our parts are. And in contrast to that, those guys up the road are exactly the opposite. They are they have taken a, a meagre budget, I would suggest, um, in, in comparison to this league, and they have built systematically year on year. And they have my 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 very begrudging and and uh, and obviously very very begrudging respect for that. And we've got to we've got to have respectability. We've got to put up a performance. We've got to stand up and be counted, which they didn't do at all tonight. Was there anybody who did stand up tonight in for, for you in the ground there, Hemel? I would say, yeah, you know, Joe Pedro when he came on, he did look a bit lively, you know, going in for those challenges. But yeah, yeah overall, I just I felt like even after the third goal, I saw Saar just like head in hands, and I was like, yes, you know, it, it that has just happened. Um, you know, imagine all these fans that have come over near, nearly two thousand doing the exact same thing, but we're not getting paid as much as he is. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah it, was, it was very, yeah, it just seemed like you know, 
after that first goal went in, they, their heads dropped and they just seemed like just an urgency just to get the ball ball up as fast, you know, as quick as possible and just didn't work out. It was just disjoint passes. We we had literally one shot on target the whole game. I mean, that's disgusting, to be fair. Um, yeah, we should have had more. Um, but yeah. yeah. Well, Mill, Millwall, Millwall are likewise. I mean, we had the preview show with Alex, who was a lovely bloke from uh, from the that Millwall uh, podcast, and you know, again, they have they have a budget that is nowhere close to, to to what we have in terms of wages, and I know that because we've got certain players on ridiculous wages. Their their record signing, I think, is was something like one point eight million. Who was the lad who was playing in the uh, in the hole today? The one who was also taking the taking the throws. And they oh, all yeah. rolled up their sleeves. They were all physical. They were all. Um, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I mean it in a very respectable way. You've got to have players to go in there and win the battle before they oh, yeah. can let their, their let their quality win out. And we don't. We if we can't outpass and outplay somebody, you know, as as Ron said, you know, Norwich were perfect for us because they weren't very fast. I didn't really think the pace was there. I think the fact was that they want they wanted to play football against us. When play yeah. when teams come in and go. See if see if they want to match you for work rate. See if they want to match you for fight. See if they want to match you for determination and grit um, yeah. and all of the stuff that we don't really fancy. That's when we come a cropper. I did I did see kind of like a pattern from Blackpool playing onto this game, but I feel that obviously this game was worse because we didn't create any opportunities. Um, at least at Blackpool we had a few, but yeah, this game just seemed like it was it was a very physical game and yeah. Well, yeah, I, I mean the, we're the, up for it. The first half against Blackpool, we we at least had okay. The the goal conceded in the first half was was shocking, but at least we had some level of control in that first half. Yeah. Uh, it, yes, it went to ratchet in the second, but in the first half we kind of did that. Today was just it was just we we were. Christ, you may as well have had mannequins and cones on the pitch on occasions yeah. in terms of the amount of difference we made. Uh, and even when there were two or three bodies around, there was one, I think we were 2-0 down at the time. And we've already mentioned about, it, it happens to be Truce to Cole, who I think was trying to do the right thing by coming through and trying to head the ball away. But if there's somebody already there competing with the man, let him do his job, trust him. Um, and there were three players who competed with Cooper. And the ball spun up in the air and Cooper was on the floor and still managed to get to the... To, to the second ball of it to try that we, we kind of squirreled it away eventually but it was like you've got three bodies there bloody well talk the communication was 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 shocking it really was Hemble thank you so much mate as always no problem mate always lovely always lovely to hear from you even on a night like this Dan sir Dan um, if you hello. want to my hello mate Oh crikey! Yes, this this oh great note here from Hampshire. Fragile mentality. That's absolutely the case. What? Yeah. How fraught are you after this evening's efforts? Um, well, I just stepped back in the door about ten fifteen minutes ago from the game, and I I we're just flat. It's it's one minute when Belich came in for the Stoke game four nil, brilliant. Blackpool mm. fell flat. Norwich great result. Millwall fell flat, and I just keep seeing a pattern where we're getting results. And then there's nothing we can build on. Um, Pollock, I, I mean, what a debut. <laughs> what a game to have a debut against probably one of the most physical sides in the division. Yeah. And sadly, for the first goal, 
I don't know what he was doing. You've got to put it down to an experience. I'm sure he'll learn from it. Um, but it, it was just from one nil down, you could see the whole team didn't have a clue. Um, I think there was a cross that came in just before the second or third where Gosling um, had gone for it and, and connected with another player and just no one was talking. You said about communication in, yeah. in the last little bit that you said. And it's just, I am really, I mean, everyone's come on here and said it. They're really worried about Luton. I, I'm, I'm, I think we're going to get battered and I, I really don't want to see that but I have no confidence in this team at the moment. You know, there's so many injuries, you know, our back line, like you said, there was no one on, on the bench that, that, that was a centre-back, let alone a defender. I wouldn't really call Gasper a defender, to be honest, looking at his displays this season. It's just, where is this kind of fight going to come from for Sunday after this result? I, I'm just, I don't know. No, I can't disagree with you, Dan. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, Gas, as for, as for Gas, Gaspar, I'm sure it's pronounced, but as I called him, Gaspar the Friendly Ghost, because... <laughs> Because he's he's as solid as the rest of the back four. Um, yeah, oh, mate. Well, well done for going down tonight. Well done for shouting the lads on and just trying to try to do something. But yeah, you're right. And there was also that that game against uh, Swansea in there, who just came yeah. to, who came to us and were just you know mopped everything up, hit us on hit us as and when they needed to, and they uh, they were just hugely effective and streetwise. And that's where we. We, we just seem to have this naivety around us, which is we'll turn up and we'll play pretty patterns and we'll play football against you, which, okay, Stoke were pretty bloody dire. I think we can all look back on that game five games ago and say, yeah, they they, they weren't in a good place. And in fact, especially with loser, we had a real pickup and he came on and gave us gave us some some cohesion in terms of, you know, that, that level of progressive passing that we were missing. Um, Swansea were, as I say, came and, came and did a job. Um, yeah, Blackpool it's, it, was just horrendous. Um, it, it's it was just horrible, wasn't it? It was it was like like you said the first half. I think we had we had some sort of control, and then it just went to pot. Like tonight, we we didn't even have any control. I think the possession stats. You would look at it and look at the possession stats and think, well, why are this team not making chances as they've got you know sixty nearly seventy percent possession? We just have to watch the game. You know, Millwall. They know their game plan is always to play it long. Jake Cooper's at the back. He's a big. I have a couple of friends who are Millwall fans that were telling me all about him saying, you know, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And they did that. They stuck to their game plan. We had no answer for what for it whatsoever. And again, we only had one shot on target with what, 60, 70% possession. It's just, it is laughable. I mean, I'm going to go into Sunday thinking we're going to lose and I really hope we don't. Um, but it's something has got to give at this point. No, no, don't disagree. Don't disagree. Dan, thank you very much for calling in, mate. Really, really appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks. No um, worries. No, no, no. Well, let's let's hope that our ability to uh, to not not allow to take form from one game to another might actually work in our favour this time. Yeah, I know. The more I say it, the more profoundly stupid it sounds. I know. Never mind. Jason, sir, how are you doing? How you doing? Can you hear me? Hello, mate. We're with you there. We're with you. Oh, oh dear. I'm glad dear. you are. Is this is this the Watford supporters helpline? This is this is the therapy session. My wife, my wife is genuinely, genuinely a Samaritan. She has <laughs> she she knows nothing. She knows nothing of mental angst. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, bless. Um, Go on, mate. Yeah, no, I I, I just uh, lots of really good uh, poor calls tonight. I just want to echo one or two things and just put a little thought on myself I, I do genuinely think we're in we've got problems I think uh, there's still talk at least some of the callers are still coming in and talking about playoffs and that I actually think we need to start looking over our shoulders a bit more this this uh, the injury crisis is biting now um, we're only if you think about it we're only one or two more injuries away from a real problem you know if Keenan Davis gets injured 
I, I, I genuinely don't know where we go. You know, we, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll have Zebedee up front with, with Bio. You know, I mean, he just the ball just ricochets off him all the time. It's going nowhere. You know, Ismail Assar don't look interested. You know, if if we lose Keane and Davis and and Saar, uh, not Saar, uh, uh, Jao Pedro, I think we're I think we're done for. And I think you know, I you know, I'm sure you guys remember some of the other relegation years. I remember the one. Um, 95, 96, I think it was with we you know we lost we lost Gary Penrice, we lost Kevin Phillips. We, we we didn't have a striker really, you know, and we ended up with Devon White and David Connolly towards the end and we, we gave it a go in the end, but I'm I'm really worried. You know, uh, uh, you know that Phillips rolled the dice tonight and played Matty Pollock, you know, he, he gave him a chance. I didn't think he helped him. I thought playing him on the right didn't help because obviously he was playing next to he was playing next to Dan Gosling, you know, he was still finding his own way of playing mm-hmm. right back. And I, I felt that it was a little bit exposed there. I think that showed him one of the goals. I can't even remember that, that there was all such a blurb. I think it was the second one where the flick on and, you know, Pollock's out of position, Gosling's out of position, and the guy was able to put it across, you know. And I, I, I felt that was probably, you know, Truce played well on Saturday on the right-hand side of defence. You know, we seem to do this thing where players will play well in a position and then, I will just we'll just shuffle him around and move it, and I felt we we, we probably let the unpollock down a little bit there t- tonight. He he will get better. I mean, I remember you know we we had, we've had other young lads come into the team and have some fairly fairly awful starts, you know, and they've got better. But you know, it, it it's Millwall on a, on a, on a Wednesday night is is a tough place, you know, and uh, he's learnt the hard way, unfortunately, and. Um, but like I say, you know, there is a there is a certain irony to all this. You know, not that many weeks ago, I was having moan uh, to my daughter when we were at the game that you know we we, we had we were playing three centre halves and we had two centre halves on the bench, you know, and I was saying, well, this isn't very progressive, is it? You know, but now we've got a situation where we, by the looks of it, we're down to our final two centre halves. You know, Craig Cackart's rested. And we missed him. My God, we missed him tonight. We missed just that steady in hand. You know, yep. the, the, it was chaos. You know, we we missed him badly, uh, and just 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 you know, misses know how, misses know how, and that's the problem. You know, we're missing some key voices. We go back to the Luton thing on Sunday. You know, I think I think we're going to get Ammon Sunday. I think you know, and I, I, that doesn't make you know that makes me quite sick to say it. You know, but where's the you guys have talked about it? There's no voices. You know, we, we could do with a Tom Cleverly. You know, who apparently he's had a knock, but I think he's had a knock since. August. I mean, what the hell's going on there? You know, and you know, we're missing him. You know, I'd, I, or, or not necessarily him, but we're certainly missing the option of having him. You know, there's no options. You know, we lose him ran tonight, and on comes the crab. You know, and you know, and it's, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you said about going forward. I mean, if 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 Chowdhury and Kiembe got anything to do, we'd just go sideways. I don't know about going forward. I mean, my God. You know, well, there, there, uh, there was a bit. There was a bit in when in in our. I don't know. We had three or four minutes of kind of pressure in oh, across the ninety, and we looked like we were trying to force something. Way too late. Way too late. The game had already gone, but we were trying to do something, and the ball just broke out, and it it went to KMB, and there were bodies in the box, and any other player would have basically just put their 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 instep to it and put the ball back into the mixer. Mm-hmm. And he t- he d- he did what he does all the time. He took this touch and turned away. Yeah. Went, what are you What are you doing? Yeah. What are you and doing? 
And that's the and, problem. As I say, you know, we've lost Imran for what looks like it's going to be a period of time. I see, um, I see Andrew French, uh, he tweeted that Loser's gone to hospital. That's not good. So he, he's gone for a period of time. So we're now back to a situation where we're down to our last two centre-halves. We're still down to our final two midfielders, although there is another one, but he's playing it right back. You know, the squad is, is depleted. And, and we are banging trouble. I'm, I'm telling you honestly. Forget, forget Sunday. We, we are banging trouble, and it, it's it's worrying. It's really, really worrying. So, all right, mate. Okay. Anyway, anyway right, good sir. evening, everyone. Good evening, Chase. <laughs> Chase, mate. Well said. As always, grateful. Thank you, mate. I appreciate okay. you coming on. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to twenty-five times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to pricepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details. Uh, let's go to, I, I don't think we've had Boyd on the calls before, but I hope we, hope we can have him now. Boyd, sir. Hi. Hello. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on. No, I, welcome, I, welcome. Uh, what, I, what would you like to add to the mix? Well, first of all, I agree with Jason. I think we could well go down. We could end up like Wigan, Ipswich, Bolton. I think a fish rots from the head. I think a lot of fans blame Duxbury. Duxbury is just a very well-paid puppet. He doesn't make any decisions. And he's not going to resign. He's on a million pound a year. Yep. You know, and as for this thing today with they've had to borrow money because Udinese haven't paid for Delafeu and whatever, well, that's interesting because I thought they paid 16 million for Kamara. So that was obviously a lie because if they'd have paid 16, why would they pay 16 million for Kamara in advance when they haven't paid for Delafeu yet? We are treated like fools we are treated with a lack of respect the team tonight i've been a supporter since 1970 so i've seen it and i've been through it once or twice mm-hmm. the minimum requirement is you give a hundred percent now apart from a spreer And to a degree, Gosling, name me another player that gave 100%. There wasn't one. I can live with bad performances. Can't live. Kamara, this wonder boy, don't tell me he didn't try and get himself sent off in the second half. He did. He tried. That is how sad this dressing room is. We had a player try to get himself sent off. He'd been booked and he kicked the mic and five minutes later went right through the back of one of their players. Not You tell me who tried. Tell me who gave 100% apart from Mosprea. Pedro, to a degree, but, you know, it's only second half. I don't blame Bilic at all. I don't blame him in any way, shape or form. This is 100% Gino. He doesn't know what he's doing. His methods are old-fashioned. They don't work. We have a dressing room who clearly don't care. And one of the reasons they don't care is 
they know they can't be fired. The squad is threadbare. Half of them know they can't even get dropped. We've got three fit midfielders, and that includes TDB. We've got one fit centre-half. Well, two, I suppose, in fairness, but bollock as well. Uh, (laughs) We have one fit left-back, no fit right-back. So I accept that the squad is threadbare because of injury. Our best player is now going to be out for six to eight weeks. And I'm told that if you're injured, that doesn't count as your ban. So if he gets a six-game ban, it comes in after his injury clears up. Now, I don't know if that's true. I was told that this evening by an Evening Standard reporter who's a mate. Oh, wow. Now, you know, I'm only telling you what he told me. He said, because what he said is otherwise uh, clubs could just take advantage, couldn't they? Well, absolutely. I mean, I don't know what there is to not to declare him fit and to to play him, whether or not there's some kind of fitness check uh, imposed by the FA. I'm just thinking about the logistics. I'm not disbelieving what you say at all. But I don't know. Yeah, it, it I would, don't it, know. I thought I, just, I thought it was going to be the FA. We're going to leave it until today, and then and then just as we were in the uh, the build up for Luton, you know, before his injury, yeah. and, then, and then go and now we can come out and that's all. Yeah. Go, I mean, you, you but, know, Davis. To be honest, I don't think it's been great the last two games. Bio is lost boy. Kalu, lost boy. Saar, made of glass, disinterested. Pedro, puts himself about. You've got to give him that. Yeah. Chowdhury, one good game, degenerated into an appalling player. KMB, don't start me on him. I mean, <laughs> what, what have you got in this side? This is a relegation side. I think that, I think the biggest issue. For, for me, and I'd love to know what you think, Boyd. First of all, fabulous call, because this is what we want is to hear what people think. And Boyd has come on and he has told us you exactly how you think. Now, if you would disagree with him, come on and disagree with him. That's fine. No problem yeah, with that. But that, that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the points you've made are absolutely salient and right. I, I don't know if you called it at the start. I basically said, but for, for my money, Aspria was the, was the player who could hold his head up because at no yes. point as an 18-year-old did he hide or shirt. Correct. And even even when it wasn't working for him on the ball because yeah. the movement wasn't there or on occasions he'd overcook it or he'd do something wrong. You know, he, he didn't don't hide. Care. He didn't hide. But for, for me tonight, I thought, I thought, I thought personally, I thought Kalu came on and at least had a go. Uh, as he as yeah. he was brought, brought on, and I agree with you. I think Pedro is the one player who has a level of tenacity, physicality, and technique. Everybody yeah. else is missing one of those three. Yeah. Uh, that that kid that kid has the whole lot. If we can keep him fit and and keep him going, then then he can be some player. The problem is he ain't going to do that all on his Todd. And then, I mean, uh, and as you say, we we are a very very lopsided squad. You look at Troost. This is a guy that I think, is he the captain of Nigeria? He is the captain of Nigeria. I mean, okay. He's the international captain. He's the captain of Nigeria, and poor old Matty Pollock comes in for his debut, makes a horrendous mistake early on. It's Truth's job to talk him through the rest of the game. The problem being, Truth isn't even good enough to be in the blooming side. Never mind talk Pollock through the game. That is how bad our defence is. 
I feel a bit sorry for Gosling. Here's a guy being asked to play out a position, doing his best. He's better than Gaspar, isn't he? Oh, and yeah. I must, oh, yeah. And I must tell you <laughs> but, one but, other thing. I must go, go tell on. you one other thing. Has it ever occurred to you that the reason we've got all these injuries, and I'm not talking about losers' injury, because uh-huh. that's a nasty one, and I wish him well. I wonder if all these muscle injuries aren't um, don't really want to play, don't want to play. Well, um, we, 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 we did say... Uh, I can't remember, but it was over the last week that when you have a team that is winning and it's on its uppers and everybody's looking to fight to get in there, the queue to get into the physio room tends to be an awful lot shorter. Yeah, um, and, and, and And you'll see a lot when, when managers do come in that they make it an awful lot harder for you to kind of seek shelter in the in the, in the the nice warm physio room when, when yeah. horrible working outside and, and ducking out kind of potentially comes into play. But yeah. uh, no, so, so lots to go. Boyd, fantastic call, sir. I've got a couple of people just to still get in, so, so I'm going right. to move on. But thank, thank you. you though. Please, no, no, absolutely. Please don't be a stranger because what we want here is people with, with with opinions and things to say. And it doesn't matter if you don't want to come on the uh, uh, and call, then post something on the uh, post something on the oh, on the Twitter thread here, which we'll go through in a minute, or a five word review. Or you can come on like Boyd did and uh, and make a make a fabulous uh, a fabulous I think debut there on on the call. So really cool there. Thank you very much indeed, Rudy and Sam. We're going to come to you, and then we're gonna we're gonna wind it up for the evening, everybody. Let me just add in Rudy. Um, don't forget, you can feel free to turn around and say, I don't agree with Boyd, or I do agree with Boyd, or anywhere in between. It doesn't really matter. Rudy, if you want to hit your mic button and let us know what your thoughts were of the uh, of the game this evening, the season this season, Watford in general, anything you'd like to mention. Hi, I, I, you know, I, I think I've, I was already on somewhere tonight, but um, I, again, I just... I. I just my problem is with this team is the inconsistency as with everybody's problem and yeah. with disconnect. I think the disconnect is more problematic than than anything else. And to me, the one thing that has to draw these disparate players together is the manager, right? Mm-hmm. And with such a turnover of managers like you know. I see the managers. If I was a manager getting getting employed by Watford, I would be thinking, right, where am I going next? Where am I going next? What can I do in this situation to make me look as good as I can to get employed by the next employer? I mean, we've already seen that with Rob Edwards getting interviewed by Wolves this week or last week or whatever. You know, yeah, yeah, he was. And, and if I was the players, I'd be thinking exactly the same thing. I'd be thinking, right, how can I look as good as I can look? You know, they're not looking to go, all right, maybe I shouldn't run at the box. Maybe I should, like, spread the ball over to Sa on the right, you know, Sam on the right, or, you know, whatever. They're, they're, I, I, I just don't see a team here. I don't see something that everyone's working towards. And and I, I don't even give a fuck who we're playing tonight. It could be Millwall, it could be Luton, it could be it could be anyone. I mm-hmm. it doesn't matter to me, to everyone listening to this. There's no there's no consistency. And and we're tricked every week, every week, every week. You know, we saw Stoke and everyone got up and we thought, plus, 
that's how we should be playing. That's how we should be playing. And then the next week, and then the next week, disappointed, disappointed. Norwich, great. And then again tonight, you know, what What are we? What are we? I think, it, mate, I, I, agree with, I agree with that entirely. I, it, and I think I'd just come back to one of the things and some people, obviously, there's, there's, as I say, there's lies, there's damn lies, and then there's statistics. Yeah. You can use statistics to say anything. But Rob Edwards had 10 league games and lost two of them. And poor old Slavin has paid five and he's lost three. Mm-hmm. And And one of the things that when... Gino did actually come out and make a comment. It was only in writing, but he came out and said that uh, one of the things he felt was that after 10 games, he felt that they should be seeing an identity forming from the team and that he has not seen that. Now, I agree with you in terms of the players. I think that's the fundamental flaw is we've got players who are inherently inconsistent, not able to uh, produce on anything like the frequency and regularity that you have from 46 fixtures into an, you know, which is hard enough anyway, even in more now into a condensed season. So when you're playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, or whatever combination of, uh, of that, that is, we don't have players with the, with the mental and physical fortitude to see that out at all. And therefore I don't, I don't think it falls at Slavin's door at the moment, but do you see anything by way of identity coming into Slavin's, team five games in uh, almost the halfway market where where rob was jettisoned with with i don't, I don't see a, any identity <laughs> available for anyone i don't other like slavin like and a manager coming into watford isn't thinking oh i'm gonna make my i'm gonna make my career here i'm, I'm yeah. gonna make my you know I'm gonna. People are gonna remember me for this. They're not thinking that. They're gonna think, oh, I'm gonna do a little bit, and I'm gonna get shafted, and it's not gonna be my fault. Everyone in the footballing world is gonna blame Watford for a manager getting sacked. A manager for Watford can do no wrong in the wider footballing world. Yeah, yeah. No, you're it's quite right, not Rudy. Their fault. It's never their fault. It's Watford's fault. And, 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 what, and they're probably, lot, what they're probably going to get remembered for is their redundancy right. payment. And a lot of times they're right. But, you know, what are we going to do about it? Like, it, 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 it's not, it, it's, you know, to be honest, I actually feel a little bit more comfortable with Slavon Bilic than I do with Rob Edwards. And I know that's maybe not a popular opinion. With no, grassroots, no. you know, with grassroots, but, I I I I don't know. Maybe I've been fooled too many times. <laughs> and I'm not I'm at all. Just... Not at all. Rudy, Rudy, I don't I don't say that as a criticism of Slav and Bilic in any way, shape, or form. My point my point is simply this. Thank you, Rudy. Great, great first call. Thank you very much for coming on. Is the fact that I don't see an identity forming. And if that's the barometer and that and the results that Gino fires by what is there to stop us falling into another three-manager season in the short window of time? Don't want it. Don't want to see it. Sam, Sam Spiri, sir, if you want to hit your mic button, I think you know the drill, sir. How's um, it going, Dan? Hello, mate. Yeah, yeah, well, it's it's as good as it can be after a 3-0 defeat to a well-organised and well-deserved victory by, by Millwall against us, because we were, we were poor, in my opinion. What were your thoughts, sir? What, I'd- I don't think Paul does it justice, to be honest. I apologise. I'm I'm almost out of swear words now, so you'll need to offer it for me. Go on, mate. To be honest, I'm just, uh, just, I think it's a bit of a sorry state, really. Um, 
I came on after the Burnley game, I remember, and I said, well, you can't shout out the season, but if you can do it in the big games, then you probably don't moan. And I felt that way a little bit after Norwich. I felt like this was a good performance, but it's a bit of a shithouse considering how bad we've been uh, on current form. But I'm just sitting in now and I was thinking about a fella came on, I think, two or three speakers ago. And he said, um, basically, how nobody wanted it. And, you know, Kamara is trying to get himself sent off. And I just thought there is a point there in that who on the team actually wants to play. They don't even want to shithouse games anymore if they can. They just they just give up. Like, And it was almost like we'd given up from the whistle. And I just think at some points, like I was reading um, Slav's pre-match statements and he said this thing about Hungbo. It's like, he's oh, he's my player. And if I was picking a team based on hard work and energy, then he'd be in the team. I, I just thought watching it today, I was like, well, why haven't you picked him? Because nobody on this team is running. So it doesn't, it doesn't, it, nobody cares. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter whether or not you've got a player who is technically more skillful and you want to inflate their value by continuing to play them and making them look good in a league that is essentially shit because everybody looks terrible. So you might as well play Hungbo, you might as well play Morris, you know, you might as well play the fucking under 21s. It's not, it's, at least maybe they'll care then. And I think whilst, whilst Pollock had a shit game, and he, I mean, he really did, he was terrible, but it, he has made it very clear over the last couple of years that he wants to be a Watford player. And I'd actually rather have him playing than put Cabaselli back in the shirt because it's clear that even if he does make mistakes, he does want to be a Watford player. You might as well give it to the guys who are going to run a bit quicker. Like, and, and then in turn, as was being said before, the likes of Davis might actually start working a bit harder because Bio's starting over him. I've, I've got, I've, and it, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what people say. I have sympathy for Davis. One, he, I, I, I still think the fact that he's coming off with time to go is the fact that when you're playing in that one role up front of a four-two-three-one, you do an awful lot of unseen working and running and battling and physicality there. Um, and, and for me, it was a little bit like tonight, a little bit like the game against Blackpool, which he came off the bench for, where he had to come so deep to try and get it because the passing just broke down before it even had any opportunity of going up there. Did he have a great game on it when he got it? No, no, not at all. But I've got, I've got some, I've got some sympathy for him because I think, uh, I think he is the player that, especially when we inverse the wingers, he, he's your bounce option. He's the player that um, Saar or, or Semmer can go in and he can yeah. hold off the player. He's got that physical capability. I'm with, I'm with you on that, but the, prob- the problem is that we're a broken team. Like Saar looks like oh. a broken individual. It does, no it's argument not, there. It's not, it's not a footballing question anymore. It's like the, the, fact that, the fact that Pedro is probably the most talented player on the team, the fact that the loser is clearly our best midfielder, the fact that Saar is... Are like easily Premier League quality. These 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 details aren't important now because it doesn't matter how good they are. You put eleven men on the pitch, and you might as well put eleven under twenty ones on the pitch, and they're probably going to cover more miles and actually care. And um, you can't you can you can have all these discussions about match fitness and say, oh, we're we're keeping Craig Carthcart back. We're not going to put Pedro on because he's not quite got the edge yet, but. Everybody knows that the the edge and the edge of match, fit, match fitness is in your mind. It's why form players go on streaks because when they're on form, it's in their head that they're on form, and as well as the fact that they're in peak fitness, and then they they perform well. And this squad just has no form, has no mentality to do it. So, yeah, I mean, we can have discussions all you like about Keenan Davis dropping deep, but you might as well have Troy Deeney running around on one leg because at least when he goes into goes into the uh, dressing room, he's going to scream at everybody and actually can't put boot up their ass. You literally might as well have somebody hobbling around. 
that's fair enough, mate. Look, that's 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 your comment on it, and and, and saying, look, it's not it's not a football issue. Is is probably the quote of the night because it goes down to mentality. It goes down to deeper than, as, as you say, if Luther can be the best player on the pitch, but if if we're not moving the ball forward, then and we're not doing it with any level of uh, any level of quality and any level of retention, then it's very hard to uh, it's very hard for the foremost player. That's my point to be able to kind of come on and in, 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 join the game. And as you say, if you're not doing that, he may as well be one legged. Very true. Very true. Sam, brilliant call as always, sir. Uh, always welcome back because he makes some great points. Sorry, guys, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up as we're coming to the to the top of the uh, to the top of the evening. I'm just gonna quickly go to uh, and thank you very much. Uh, there's a couple of people I haven't been able to get to, so I do apologise on that. But just to quickly to, uh, to 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 go through a few. Natasha Wright said, uh, "But horseshit produces great results in the garden, unlike this evening's horseshit." Well said. Well said. Um, uh, Malk said, we fail on physicality and work rate. If you don't match the work rate of the opposition, it doesn't matter how much talent you have. It's so basic that it seems the problem must be deeper, but it really isn't. No formation in the world works if the players can't be asked. Malk, that is tremendous stuff, mate. And I think that's exactly kind of almost paraphrasing some of uh, some of Sam's points just there on the last call, which was great. Carl Campion says, Will we really celebrate in 100 years that the Vicarage only recently feels like years ago? Uh, Josh comes on and says, is it, uh, oh, where is it? Uh, is it only me that gets very frustrated at the bipolar nature of our fans? We go from chanting, you're not fit to wear the shirt at Blackpool to we are going up at Norwich and then back to halfway down, uh, um, back to the other way, you know, after this particular game. Sorry, Josh, I can't, I can't read. Um, Louis Teixeira says, embarrassed by this performance, every single player let us down today. Bored of how many times we need to talk about this culture. All it takes um, to beat us is the minimum of being organised. Um, no, guys, all, all, all great comments. And I appreciate the, the people who turn around and say, um, you know, who, who in there saying, well, you know, are, are we fickle? Well, yeah, in, in a way we are, because that's the nature of of of, of football fans um, in, in some way, shape or form. The, the fact that, I think what we called out tonight was more the fact that we can't put a back-to-back performance, let alone win together, I think is a real frustration. The, the squad is thoroughly depleted. Um, I, I hope that uh, as we come to this Sunday that everybody will get behind whoever is who is whoever is on the pitch. And for all of those people who, go, who are thinking, well, of course we're going to get behind whoever's on the pitch. Well done, and this isn't necessary to you. But what we have to do is we are facing our our, our big rivals. It is the opportunity to fight for a, a bit of pride, something out of this up and down season that's been um, that, that certainly hasn't been what we had hoped for from a from a from a season when we were expecting to be coming down a level into a more forgiving environment, only to find ourselves basically still with the capability of, of shooting ourselves in the foot on many occasions. Um, young young Pollock did it tonight, but he's, he is a young player. He's a developing player, and you have to hope that he has the mental fortitude to learn from tonight and be able to build on it and hopefully build a career at Watford and, and, uh, uh, and become one of those players that we can kind of look back on in many years' time and say, yes, he made a contribution. Who knows what it'll be? That's for him to map out as he and we move forward. But we come to Sunday and we come up against Luton Town. They've got their shit together, to be quite frankly, yeah, to be quite frank, um, without expensive recruitment, without a, a, a stadium currently of, of, uh, of, of, any, of any real 
kind of quality of that. Is that me being snobbish about it? Yeah, probably. Who knows? But you look at it and you go, if they can do it, why can't we? If they can do it, why haven't we? We've talked about, you know, ad nauseum about the uh, the Potso network, which we've, we've talked about the fact that it seems to have been broken. We've talked about finances. We've talked about all of a whole host and a number of things. But Sunday at midday, it becomes about football and it becomes about football alone. Hopefully everybody can come along, hopefully enjoy the game, whatever that means to you, result or otherwise. But we hope everybody behaves themselves. We know that there are suggestions of exit routes being communicated. So look out on social media in in the run up to the weekend as to quite what that means. I believe that the Luton fans are going to have one exit route, which is going to be patrolled and everybody else goes out other ways. But it would be good for you to see what that is before you turn up on, on Sunday, park your car somewhere and then suddenly find out you can't get to it for an hour. So do have a look out for that. But most importantly, it's a football match. It's against them up the road. It's about local pride. It's about local passion. Last and final thing is to say, uh, Stephen Easterbrook, thank you for joining us, sir. Don't necessarily feel obliged to, to buy the club, but hey, if you want to, you know, what the hell. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening. Sorry that the result wasn't better. And uh, and uh, we'll, we'll see where we go on Sunday. We've got a couple of preview programs for Sunday, which will be coming to you thick and fast over the next couple of days. So uh, we hope you enjoy them. Do give us a listen. Do give us a look out on socials and uh, and elsewhere. We'll see you all, guys, on Sunday, midday, kickoff, 12 p.m. Come on, you ones. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans. <laughs>